0: Welcome to Nevertheless, She Persisted, a podcast where I, your host, shares my journey as a teenage girl who suffered from severe depression and anxiety before receiving intensive treatment. I talk from my experience and ask others what they felt like at their lowest points. I interview my family, friends, and therapists to try and give a full picture of what suffering really looks like and how you can help. And if you yourself are struggling, learn new skills, gain support, and know. You're not alone, so keep persisting. Hello. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to Nevertheless, She Persisted. Just to review, last week we talked about the what skills, participate, observe, describe, and the three states of mind, along with a little bit more of the general views and beliefs concerning DBT. This week, we're going to talk about the other three crucial skills in the mindfulness module, the how skills, non-judgmentally, when mindfully, and effectively. After that, we're going to talk about loving-kindness, and the doing versus being mind. And last, we are again going to review the middle path, and that will be our second episode about mindfulness before moving on to interpersonal effectiveness next week. So as we talked about last week, the what skills are sometimes shorthand referred to as pod. The how skills are sometimes referred to as neo. So together you have neo pod. So shorthand, if you ever hear me saying that, the pod part of it is the what skills and neo which we'll get into today are the how skills and those are the six key mindfulness concepts in the dbt mindfulness module so like we talked about last week the what skills are what you are focusing on when you're doing mindfulness you're participating you're observing and you're describing the how skills it's pretty self explanatory but it's how you're practicing these skills and you are participating observing and describing during your mindfulness practice non-judgmentally one mindfully and effectively so today we're going to really hone in on those skills to establish how you can be very effective in your mindfulness skills when you're feeling high intensity emotions, making important decisions, or needing to access your wise mind. So first, non-judgmentally, what is what are judgments? Judgments can be saying things are good, bad, valuable, worthless, smart, stupid, wonderful, beautiful, terrible, If you say something should be a certain way or shouldn't be, that's also a judgment. And whenever you're comparing something or contrasting, that is also a judgment. So judgments can be really helpful. They allow for quick descriptions. You can create simple categories. They're fast. It's easy to describe preferences and consequences. But they also distract from reality. They feed a lot of negative emotions. And when you have positive judgments, they're really, really fragile because when you judge something as good or amazing or wonderful, it's also very easy for that to be judged as bad. So the non-judgmentally scale essentially is when you are seeing things, but you're not evaluating them. So last week when we talked about describing, we talked about objectively describing things without judgments. This is the non-judgmentally skill. So there's no good, there's no bad. You're just saying the facts as they come. You're saying what it is. So you're accepting the moment. So some ways you can do this is accepting the positives and the negatives. You can notice that there's a difference between things that are helpful and harmful, maybe safe or dangerous, but you're not having judgments. You're not saying that the dangerous is bad and that the safe is good. You're purely noticing them. You're also going to acknowledge and pay attention to what your values are, what your wishes are, your emotional reactions, but you're not judging them. You're going to be an impartial third party, non-judgmentally observing these moments. And so this feels really, really difficult. When I'm practicing mindfulness, I notice I have a lot of judgments about having too many thoughts, not paying attention to my breathing enough, drifting away from the practice. So one of the most important things is that when you when you find yourself judging, you don't want to judge the judging because no one's going to be perfect. You might have a judgment here or there. You don't want to judge the fact that you're judging, that it's bad that you're not able to stay focused on your breathing or on this one skill. So the next what how skill is one mindfully. So one mindfully essentially means focusing and staying present in the now. You're completely in the one moment. You're doing one thing at a time. So you might wanna be half present. You might have your thoughts drifting. You might have somewhere else to go, somewhere else you need to be. You're thinking about something else. But the key is to not multitask. You wanna do one thing at a time. Maybe you have to shift focuses, but then you're always gonna come back. So some examples of things you can do one mindfully in the moment is eating you're just eating. When you're walking, just walk. You're worrying, just worry. And when you're planning, just plan. So you're doing one thing at a time, you're not trying to balance everything, you're honing all your attention into one item. So the next thing that's important to keep in mind when you're practicing the One Mindfully skill is to let go of your distractions. There might be other actions, thoughts, or feelings that are trying to sway your attention, sway your mind, But you want to go back to what you're doing. Say you're practicing your deep breathing. You want to go back to your inward breath and letting that out. You just want to refocus yourself and center yourself. The last thing you want to do, which we kind of talked about a bit already, which is just concentrating your mind on what you're doing. So you don't want to do two things at once. You want to do one thing at a time and avoid at all costs multitasking. The last how scale is effectively. So when you're working on the effectively scale, you want to be mindful of your goals in the situation and what you have to do to achieve them. You want to focus on what's effective, what works. You want to play by the rules. You don't want to create more issues for yourself in the long run. You want to act as skillfully as possible. You want to do what is needed in the situation, what's asked of you, and not what you wish the situation was, not what would happen if things were fair and not what's most comfortable for you. You want to do what is skillful and effective in the situation. And you also want to keep your values in mind so you can be effective for yourself, but you really, really want to have an awareness of the situation and be as effective as possible. Are you interested in making your own podcast too? Download Anchor. I released every episode of Nevertheless She Persisted through Anchor and I love it. It's free. You can edit and publish your episodes from anywhere and they put my podcast on every listening platform like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google. I definitely recommend it. They also have cool background musics, transition musics, and you can record sponsorships like this one. Be sure to check it out. It has everything you need for your podcast. Download the free Anchor app in the App Store or wherever you get your apps or go to Anchor.fm to get started. Again, that's anchor.fm. So I'll also make a little digital homework for this, but to practice loving kindness this week, you're going to first talk about who you practice loving kindness for. Was it to yourself, to a loved one, to your friend, someone you were angry with, a difficult person, an enemy, or to all beings? You're gonna write the script you used. You're going to check off if you practice loving kindness or increase any of the following. Following, Feelings of warmth or caring, love, compassion, feelings of connection, wisdom, happiness, or a sense of personal validity. And you're going to describe how that skill helped or didn't help you become more compassionate. And even if you don't write that down or fill that out, just keeping that in mind whenever you do the practice can be really, really effective. So... Right now, when I record these episodes, I go through my DBT binder from Three East and I look at the notes I took and look at what I wrote down and where I was at my lowest point. So staples of the loving kindness handout, I had a note to myself that said, hello you. So I'm gonna read that. Hello, Sadie. May you be at peace, safe, healthy, and happy. May you see and feel the sun, express your gratitude and love life. I wish for you to look forward to each and every day, all while living mindfully. I wish for the response from your new school to be positive. I hope for you to find guidance and support in loved ones and those who care. You've got this. So for me, that was one of the hardest things to do was to experience that love and that kindness towards myself. And it's kind of crazy to read that a year and a half, almost... Over two years from writing that note and thinking about how I'm at a place where I do love life, I can express my gratitude and I do truly look forward to every day while doing my best to live mindfully. Because at that point, I was at such a low, I was at such a dark point. I didn't, I never wanted to wake up the next day. I didn't know if I would ever have relationships with my family or if I'd ever even able to be living at home. So reflecting two years from now and seeing how far I've come is really amazing and I hope it gives it, some listeners some hope that things can change. So The last part of today's episode, we're gonna talk about balancing your doing and being mind. So this is again similar to what we talked about last week with your emotion, rational and wise mind. But this is in actions. So your doing mind is your discriminating mind, ambitious and goal oriented. You view your thoughts and facts about the world. You're focusing on problem solving and achieving goals. The right side is your being mind. Curious, there's not, it's your nothing to do mind. You're present oriented. When you're in your being mind, you view your thoughts as sensations of the mind. You're focused on each of the uniqueness of the moment, letting go and focusing on goals. When in being mind, you view all your thoughts as sensations of the mind. You're focused on the uniqueness of each moment and you're letting go of focusing on goals. So like emotion and rational mind, when you merge those together, again, we get wise mind. And wise mind is a balance of doing and being. It's the middle path. So you're being skillful, you're letting go of having to achieve your goals and instead you're throwing yourself into working towards the goals, willingly. And you're really just increasing your general awareness and engaging. So, I want to give one example of how you can reach your wise mind by slowing down your doing mind. So, like we talked about with wise mind, you're really getting in touch with that middle path, which is the balance of two opposites. So, it could be a reasonable mind, emotion mind, your doing and being mind your strong want and desire for change, but you're also your radical acceptance. It can be self-denial and self-indulgence. So, the last thing I'm going to ask you to do is think about how you are on this middle path right now. So, if, Again, I'll make a digital version of this. You can fill it out while you're listening or after the episode. But thinking about a spectrum with the left side being reasonable mind and the right side being emotion mind. Are you truly in the middle path, completely balancing both, in touch with your wise mind? Or are you more on one side? Same thing for doing mind and being mind. Desire for change and radical acceptance. Self-denial and self indulgence. So after you've kind of rated yourself on these scales, you're gonna pick one dilemma you're experiencing in the present moment. You're gonna describe very, very specifically what you're doing that's too much and what you're doing too little of. So what's pushing you to the left or to the right? Are you internalizing your emotions? And you're doing too little of validating other people. That was the example I used. So think about what you're doing too much of and what it's causing you to take away from. You're gonna check the facts, gonna make sure that your list of activities is accurate. You don't wanna let your emotions impact it too much. You don't want this to be skewed. You want this to be very objective. And check in with your values. Be sure that it's not judgmental and that it's things that you believe in and are working towards. If you need to, rewrite your dilemma, rewrite your descriptions and make sure they're non-judgmental. So next, you're going to decide what you can do to try and get closer to that middle path and that balance. So going back to the internalizing emotions detail, for example, maybe you're going to do less of pushing away your emotions and do more of communicating and validating others. So after you've done this, you've thought about this, and you've attempted to try these new skills and these new solutions, like accepting your emotions and validating, you're going to rate on how affected it was from one to five. So yeah, to review this week, we talked about loving kindness, the how skills, non judgmentally effectively, and one mindfully. We talked about middle path and the difference between being and doing mind and how you can merge those two to achieve your wise mind. So I hope you enjoyed the second mindfulness episode in our DBT education series. Be sure to tune in next week to learn more about the interpersonal effectiveness module. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. I'm happy to answer any questions you have about the skills, anything that you think, any questions you have about the skills, any suggestions, feedback, just let me know. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I'll see you next time. Bye. This week's episode of Nevertheless She Persisted. Please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and share with your friends and family. To stay updated on new episodes dropping and bonus content, follow the Nevertheless She Persisted Instagram nevertheless podcast with ss the twitter account at she persisted underscore ss the facebook at nevertheless she persisted podcast with sadie sutton and check out my blog nevertheless she persisted podcast with sadie blog, and don't worry all of these are linked in today's episode notes don't forget to subscribe and i'll see you next friday thanks for listening p.s nevertheless she persisted final thing, letting go of willfulness, and we're gonna come back to willfulness, willfulness a lot more in the emotional regulation section, but willfulness was something that I really did have to overcome, whether it was willfulness towards being emotionally vulnerable with my parents or willfulness towards different school programs or essentially anything that you don't want to do. You want to avoid that willfulness as much as possible. And I know that's super difficult, it's extremely challenging, It's just something to keep in mind that you wanna try and decrease as much as possible. And we'll talk about how you can do that and how you can use your DB skills to get there. So now we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into non-judgmentalness and give some ideas of how you can practice this now that we've covered the, a quick summary of the Neo skills. So one idea to practice non-judgmentally is to practice observing judgmental thoughts and statements and say in your mind, a judgmental thought rose in my mind. Maybe you're sitting, you're focusing on your breathing. I know I've brought up that example a lot. You have the thought, it's so bad that I can't just focus on my breathing. I keep getting distracted. So you would respond to that by saying, in your mind, a judgmental thought just arose in my head because it's completely impartial, it's non-judgmental, and it's a third party observation. Another way that you can practice non-judgmentally is by just describing the facts, the consequences, and your own feelings. You can't be wrong about any of those. The facts are just the facts, your observations, and your senses. The consequences are purely based on the facts, and your feelings that arise in any given interaction. And the important thing to remember about this is that emotions aren't judgment. You can feel sad or angry, and it's those are not judgments. That's completely subjective in how you are feeling, and it's valid, and in this situation, it's not considered a judgment. You can also pay attention to your body language, your voice tones. That occur when you have a judgmental fact or you make a judgment and this is one last activity you can try that is pretty difficult but it's also I found to be very helpful so you're going to imagine a person that you're feeling a lot of anger towards you're going to bring to mind what that person has done what caused so much anger in you you're going to try and become that person see life from what that person's point of view is gonna imagine what their feelings, thoughts, fears, hopes, and wishes are. Try and think about what their history is, what's happened, and imagine understanding what that's like. So by putting yourself in their shoes and in their mind, you're letting go of your judgments about them that are fr- stemming from your anger. So now that we've talked a little bit about how to use n- the non-judgmentally skill and a couple ways to practice, a couple questions and things you can do when you're doing your practice you can ask yourself do you want to be judging is the judge helping or hurting you and some other ways you can rephrase your judgments rather than saying this is good or this is bad you could say i like i prefer i wish You could say a statement of consequence rather than this was bad. You could say, this is helpful or this is harmful. This was ineffective. And like we talked about, just remember not to judge your judging itself. So the exercise you can do this week for homework for non-judgmentally, is a series of questions and of course i'll make the digital version of this you can check it out on the nevertheless she persisted podcast instagram at she persisted podcast so the first question is to identify a judgment about yourself someone else or a situation you're going to describe the reasons for letting go of this judgment you're going to replace the judgments with descriptions of the facts consequences and your preferences and you're going to Practice sitting and accepting that non-judgmental descriptions and letting go of those preconceived judgments. And when you're t- doing this step, it's really important to identify the words, the actions, or the imagery that helps you let go of those judgments. And lastly, you're gonna describe any changes you notice in your acceptance or your emotions as you practice that non-judgmental stance. So some ideas to practice one mindfulness are. Focusing on in on your awareness while doing different daily activities, you maybe while making coffee or tea, washing the dishes, cleaning, meditating, whatever it may be, just hone in on that awareness. So if you're making a cup of coffee or tea, you can prepare a pot of tea or coffee to serve, drink by yourself, whatever you fancy. You're gonna do each moment slowly in awareness. You're not gonna let one detail of your movements going by without you being keenly aware of it. You've noticed that your hand lifts up the pot by its handle. you know you're pouring the fragrant warm tea or coffee into the cup. You're following each step in awareness. You're breathing gently, more deeply than usual, and you're taking hold of your breath as your mind strays. So that level of detail and attention and focus is what you want to, is what you're aiming for when you're practicing one mindfully. And so the last detail I'm gonna talk about for the how skills is some questions to ask yourself when practicing effectively. So first you wanna observe when you're getting angry, when you're feeling hostile, you're gonna ask yourself, is this effective? You wanna pay attention to when you start wanting to be right instead of effective. So you're gonna give up on being right and try and switch to just being purely effective. And this is truly one of the hardest skills for me. I struggle a lot, especially with my parents, with choosing to be effective instead of right. I hold on really, really strongly to things I want, things I'm hoping for, things I ask them for, and being right in the end of an argument or whatever situation it might be. I focus a lot on trying to hone in on the effectiveness skill and really do my best with this, especially with my parents. Another thing you want to do is notice the willfulness in yourself. You want to ask, is this effective? And drop that willfulness. And instead, choose to be effective and notice how that's different. Do you have questions you want answered about therapy, depression, or anxiety? Email sadiesutton.nsp at gmail.com or reach out via direct messages on any of the nevertheless She Persisted social media accounts linked in today's episode notes. You can also leave a voice message on Anger. I would love to hear from you. Okay, so the next part of the episode, we're going to talk about loving kindness. So first, what is loving kindness? Loving kindness is another skill. It's a mindfulness practice designed to increase loving compassion for ourselves, for our loved ones, for friends, and for those we are angry with, difficult people, enemies, and in general, all beings. Loving kindness can protect us from developing and holding onto judgments, ill will, and hostile feelings towards ourselves and others. So practicing loving kindness is like saying a prayer for yourself or someone else. And it doesn't have to be religious. It doesn't have to be attached to a higher power. You're sitting and asking for something for yourself or someone else. And you could be asking your wise mind. You could be asking your future self. You're, you're just putting out this wish, this hope into the universe. So you're actively sending love, kind wishes, and reciting in your mind words and phrases and expressions, good feelings towards yourself and others. So now that we've given a summary, we're going to practice loving kindness. So I want you to sit down, whether you're sitting on a chair, maybe you're laying down. You're going to notice where your body is touching the floor. You're going to breathe deeply, gather your breath, breathing in and out. In through your nose, out through your mouth. So choose a person that you want to send loving kindness towards. You don't want to pick someone that you don't want to relate to with kindness and compassion. Maybe start with yourself or if that's too difficult, start with a person you already love. Going back to our breathing in out you're going to open the palms of your hands and picture the person that you want to send loving kindness towards you're going to radiate out that loving kindness by reciting a set of warm wishes if you're doing it for yourself you may say may i be happy may i be at peace may i be healthy may i be safe whatever positive wishes you have Repeat these slowly. Focus on the meaning of each word as you say it in your mind. If you feel your thoughts drifting, just go back, notice them come and leave and go back to your words you've recited. May I be happy. May I be at peace. May I be healthy. May I be safe. You're gonna continue this until you feel yourself completely immersed in your loving kindness. You're gonna work yourself up through loved ones, friends, and those you are angry with, difficult people, enemies, and finally everyone. If I was doing this, say, may my parents be happy. May my parents feel peace. May they be healthy. May they be safe listeners, may you be happy, may you be at peace, may you be healthy, may you be safe. To my friends, may they be happy, may they be at peace, may they be healthy, may they be safe. To everyone, may they be happy, may they be at peace, may they be healthy, may they be safe. You're going to end your practice by going back to your breathing. In, out through the mouth, centering yourself and grounding yourself. And the goal is to practice this every day. Of course, whenever you have time, whenever you need that grounding, whenever you're feeling particular tension with a person, maybe you just need a little self-love. You can practice this loving-kindness skill. And you want to start with yourself and then move on to others. And I know when I was at my lowest point, when I had so, so, so much self-hatred for myself, I couldn't even think of positive things of myself or loving myself or being happy or healthy. That was so, so, so far out of reach for me. So I would help start with others. I would think about my friends. I would think about my siblings. I would think about anyone that I didn't know and gradually work towards the people I felt the most tension with. I would go to my parents, would move towards my siblings who I had hurt, And I would finally, finally, finally get to myself. And that was really, really uncomfortable and really tough. So you just wanna work through getting to everyone, including yourself and expressing that loving kindness.